0: The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, I'm Samantha, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the Literary Lovesick Podcast. We've got a brilliant show for you today with two stories from the Erotic Diary series. Scarlet spots a newbie to have fun with in her favorite club while Isabelle stumbles across a mysterious handsome man who appears to be married. Is she about to take things too far? I'm pleased to be able to reveal a new literary lovesick title is in the works as we speak. Transitions Season 1. Transitions is the bridge between Season 1 of the Erotic Diary series and Season 2, introducing new characters, their backstories, and rivalries while progressing some of Season 1 narratives. This promises to be something special. More information to come in the following weeks. Story Time. This story is from The Erotic
1: Diary of Isabel. Chapter 10. February 17th, 2020. You know what really sucks? When work has been so busy, I haven't been able to go out and do anything. All I've done practically this whole month is work. Between working at the restaurant and filling in for shifts at the club, I've been working almost six days a week. And too tired on the seventh day to do anything. With it being winter, everyone is taking a vacation to go off to some tropical destination. Except me. I have no interest in sandy beaches, thanks. Even Scarlet has been pretty scarce recently. She's apparently back with that girl she felt was too rough at times. Not really sure what the story is there, but my gut is telling me it's nothing good. It's her life, though, and I have no right to live it. So here I am on a Monday night and I've decided to do something crazy. I'm going out to a club. I doubt it'll be busy, but at least I'll be able to get out and have some fun. Hopefully. I seriously need to get laid. I haven't had proper sex with a man in months, like over eight of them, and considering Mr Mystery is a no-show once again, I haven't been able to do anything with him. So tonight, it's all about finding me a man to pound my brains out. I even picked out the perfect outfit, a short black skirt that barely covered my ass and won't cover much when I sit down with a cropped black lace top with just enough lace to cover my nipples and I'm pairing it with my black stiletto heels. It was slutty and I loved it. I was really starting to love how I felt and looked in my new clothes. I felt empowered and beautiful. Tonight was all about sex. I arrived at the club and headed straight in. Not surprisingly, no one was waiting in line, though there was a good amount of people inside. It wasn't full, but it wasn't dead either. Apparently, I wasn't the only one that had been working most weekends. I headed down to grab a drink and took a seat. There was a very attractive black man sitting at the bar as well, and he was looking directly at me. I gave him a sexy smirk as I leaned my elbows against the bar top, pushing my breasts up more and giving him more of a view. The heated look that took over his eyes told me that he was enjoying it. My martini came, and he made his way over to sit down next to me.
2: Hello, beautiful,
1: he said with a rich tone voice. Hey, I said back with a smile. I didn't care for small talk tonight. Tonight was all about one thing and one thing only small talk had nothing to do with it.
2: You waiting for someone?
1: He asked. No. You here with your wife? I asked, noticing the wedding ring on his finger.
2: No, I'm on business. Is that a problem?
1: You got a car here? I asked instead.
2: SUV out back.
1: I drank my drink as I got up. Lead the way. He gave me a big smile as he took my hand, and we headed out of the club to the back parking lot. He led me over to his black SUV and opened the back door. I got in and he closed it behind him. I wasn't about to wait for him to make the first move. I grabbed the front of his shirt and pulled him down to me. His lips instantly found mine and the kiss quickly turned heated. I removed his shirt and started to work on his pants. He grabbed the straps of my top and pushed them down my arms freeing my breasts. His hands instantly went to them both, squeezing and pinching my already hard nipples. Hamon escaped. He pushed his tongue into my mouth, thrusting it deep inside. His kiss was all about power. He wanted it, and he loved having it. Not one to care about who was in control, I surrendered to him. This only fueled him. He pulled my skirt up and ran his hand between my legs. He pulled back from the kiss when he felt that I had nothing on underneath.
2: Well, aren't you a naughty girl?
1: he said, as he inserted one of his thick fingers inside of my already wet pussy. I moaned before I could answer, I'm a girl who knows what she wants.
2: What do you want?
1: I want you to fuck me.
2: Yeah. With what? My fingers?
1: He inserted a second one, and began to push them in and out of me at a fast pace, making sure he hit my sweet spot each time. I spread my legs even more, and pushed my hips down on his fingers to get them to go even deeper.
2: that feel good?
1: He asked, already knowing the answer. Yes, I breathed as I rode his fingers.
2: Is this what you are after tonight? You want to fuck yourself on my fingers?
1: No, I breathed as he pushed them even faster into me.
2: Tell me what you want to fuck.
1: He demanded. Your dick. I could feel my release building, and as much as I wanted to come, I didn't want it to be on his fingers. I was after the real deal tonight. That was the only thing I would settle for. I knew he wanted it too. He just wanted to be in control of it all. It was turning him on. His dick was slick from the pre-cum, his tip swollen. He wanted inside of me just as badly as I did. He removed his fingers and held them up to my mouth as he spoke.
2: Lick them clean.
1: I took his two fingers into my mouth and moaned at the taste of myself on them. I looked right at him as I sucked on them and got every bit of juice off from them. I could have sworn his eyes went black from his need. His free hand came up to my neck, and he held me just under my jaw as he pulled his fingers from my mouth and crushed his down on top of mine. The kiss was even rougher than before. His hold on my neck firm as he ravished my mouth, shoving his tongue inside as deep as he could get it. And I loved it. Being at his mercy was turning me on even more. Not being in control was freeing. Being dominated in this way was freeing. He pulled back, but his grip was the same.
2: Turn around and spread your legs
1: he ordered, as I gladly obliged. After I turned around so my back was to him, I spread my legs as far apart as I could, while still up on my knees. With the height of the car, I was more in a raised sitting position on my knees. He got behind me, and I could feel his tip against my hole.
2: You want my dick, then fuck it. Show me how much of a naughty girl you are.
1: I didn't need to be told twice. I lowered myself onto his cock, and I didn't stop until he was fully inside of me. I knew black guys were big, Damn, he was huge. Easily a foot long and thick as hell. I could feel the burn as I was stretched to accommodate his girth, but I didn't wait. Once I bottomed out, I pulled back up and slammed back down on him, causing us both to moan. He had his left hand wrapped around the front of my neck and he threaded his right hand in my hair, pulling it tight and causing my head to go back. I couldn't stop moaning. I'd been so rarely this turned on. I loved the control he had over me. I continued fucking myself on his dick, and every time I moved forward, the added pleasure of the pull at my hair only made me wetter. I should have been more worried about him not wearing a condom, but the feel of his hot flesh inside of me was driving me crazy. I wanted to feel his hot calm scorching my insides. Just the thought of it made me go faster, and all too soon my walls were clenching down. My loud moan filled the car as I came. He grunted behind me, and held me down so I couldn't move. I could tell he was on the edge, but he didn't want to go over yet. After I stopped pulsing, he let me move once again. The angle we were in was forcing his cock to hit my G-spot. I could feel that liquid building once again. I moved my hand down to my clip and began to rub it. I wanted to squirt. I wanted to see what it would be like against a real dick. But before I could get there, he let go of my hair and pulled out, replacing his dick with two fingers. I moaned at the loss of his thickness. He just gave a dark (laughs) chuckle.
2: I'm not done with you yet. It's too early for me to come.
1: He moved his left hand from my neck and slapped my ass hard.
2: Come on, fuck my fingers.
1: I moaned as he slapped my ass again, loving the slight sting it brought. I began to ride his fingers as I continued to run my clit, but I was holding myself off. I wanted his dick to feel this, not his fingers. After a few moments, he was back inside of me, his hand at the back of my neck, pulling me even closer to him. Oh, Fuck! I screamed as I could feel myself squirting. He grunted behind me, clearly shocked at what he was feeling.
2: Fuck, you can squirt? Fuck yeah, you naughty girl. Cover my dick with your juices.
1: He pounded even harder into me, and I could feel him losing control. My squirting was clearly pushing him over the edge. His grip on my neck tightened, and I briefly wondered if there would be a bruise there in the morning, but I blew it off. It felt way too good to care. Don't stop. I'm going to squirt again, don't stop! I begged. He was grunting nonstop behind me. I knew he was trying to hold off ejaculating. After a few more passes over my G-spot, I was squirting once again and he was coming hard and deep inside of me. I screamed at the pleasure of feeling the heat of his cum covering my insides. It was one of the best feelings I have ever felt in my life. To feel the heat of every rope that came out of him was unbelievable. And my own squirting out of me. Black spots danced in front of my eyes. I thought for a second I would pass out just from the pleasure alone, but then they cleared as his grip loosened. When he stopped pulsing, he turned me and laid me down on my back. He spread my legs and inserted two fingers once again inside of me. I moaned at the contact of my far too sensitive quim. He moved them around for a minute before pulling them out, covered in both of our cum, and using his left hand, he grabbed my chin to open my mouth. I happily did so, and he shoved his fingers into my mouth.
2: Oh, that's it. Looking clean, you naughty girl. Taste us.
1: He said as he felt my tongue going over his fingers. I wasn't sure about the taste. Mr. Mystery and I tasted better, but it wasn't disgusting either. After doing it twice more, he seemed happy and moved back.
2: It's a shame I'm only in town tonight. I would have loved to repeat.
1: He said as he put himself away. I spoke as I fixed myself up. Maybe next time.
2: I'm Mark. What's your name?
1: Cindy. I easily lied.
2: Hopefully I'll see you around the next time I'm in town, Cindy.
1: If you're lucky. And with that, I got out of his SUV and headed back to my car. There was no need to go inside the bar again. After all, I got what I came for. Getting in my car, my phone beeped with a text message. I saw that it was just before midnight and figured it was probably Scarlet. Opening it up, I saw that it was an unknown number once again.
3: You thought I couldn't find you. A new number won't stop me. I'm going to be seeing you very soon, Izzy, and you'll pay for being a slut.
1: My whole body froze. I had no idea who this was, but it should have been impossible for anyone to have my number. I only gave it to four people and none of them would send me something like this. I had no idea what was going on or how to stop it. I changed my number on purpose, and now it was happening all over again. What the hell was I going to do? (laughs)
0: Remember, if you need more erotica, you can purchase all these books on Amazon or read them using a KDP subscription. Please consider reviewing them to help visibility of the brand. Time for a quick shout out. Consider reading A Leap of Faith, a regular updated blog written by the Barefoot Sub, contains some not safe for work photography. We found it to be light, fun, and entertaining on equal measure. It's worth checking out. Links in the description. It's time for our Spotlight on Eroticists. Isabelle isn't the only person with a fantasy list. Today we are joined by erotica writer Jack Hockland, the author behind The Fantasy List. Hello Jack, we've been reading your book, The Fantasy List, a coming-of-age erotic title about a young adult embracing his fantasies with an older lover. On the surface, compared to your other titles, this book appears to be somewhat more substantial. What was the thought process behind creating a longer piece of work?
3: Well, this book actually started as a series of shorts on the literotica website, which is a really great community of amateur writers posting their erotica for everyone to to enjoy and comment on in fact the first part was probably the very first piece of uh, erotica that I that I ever wrote and it was meant to be a one-off it was called the incentive list and it was really just about getting this one particular fantasy of mine out of my head and onto the page as it were Um, but when I posted it it got really great response from the community and I really enjoyed writing it uh, so much that I I stretched the concept somewhat And used it as a vehicle to explore some other fantasies using the same characters and a similar conceit. And I was adding to it over a period of several years um, until I realised that not only was each chapter working fine as a standalone, as a short, but the characters were developing and they were going on a broader journey too. And it just made sense to me to collect it all in one novel. Um, So that took a bit of revision, it took a bit of copy editing, it wasn't originally intended to be novel length, but it was actually quite a painless process in the end, and um, I'm really happy with the result, Um, and in fact it's inspired me to to make the next piece of erotic I write novel length too.
0: One of the main consequences of writing more in-depth fiction is the characters you write tend to grow on the reader. As the creator writing these characters, have these characters grown on you, and should we expect to see more of Jack and Sarah in the future?
3: The characters really did grow on me, um, and, and on the readers too, which was lovely. I, I remember when I, when I finally did finish with a final chapter and wrap things up, um, uh, all the comments, well, most of the comments were very complimentary, but about half were saying, No, you can't end it. I love James and Sarah. I, I need to see what happens to them next. Um, but when the concept had kind of run its course, not that I think I explored every possible angle, but I wanted to write different things and and write different characters. And I really wanted to give this couple a kind of definitive end for them, a bit of closure. Um, but if you read the book, you'll see there's definitely scope for revisiting the characters. But I think if I ever did, it would be as older, wiser, provocateurs, perhaps, maybe, maybe mentoring some fresh blood.
0: In your book, your protagonists create a fantasy list. If we were to put you on the spot and ask you to create such a fantasy list for yourself, with only three items on it, what acts would make it on your list?
3: Oh, that's a tricky question. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, the answers are in the book we authors tend to write to their own fantasies, I think, don't they? Uh, I certainly do. So, so each of the fantasies in the story reveal, I guess, some aspect of my inclinations. The one thing I would say is that plausibility and a, and a level of realism are really important to me when it comes to constructing fantasies, not just in my writing, but, but in real life too. So it's that hint of possibility That's what turns me on the most. A slightly more mundane or vanilla act of sexuality that could actually happen, that might happen in my life, is a bigger turn-on for me than something spectacular that'll never happen. Um, And that might strike some people as a bit odd, because fantasies by their nature, the, the possibilities are limitless. You can go as far out as you like. But I think a fantasy that's grounded... Scratches a certain itch for some people like me, um, makes it ultimately more enjoyable. And that's definitely a hallmark of my writing, I think, just that, that element of plausibility. I remember, and this is probably sharing a bit too much, but I remember back in the day when I'd be alone in my bedroom as an adolescent, conjuring up these fantasies to, you know, to jerk off to, basically. They were always incredibly convoluted in order to preserve this idea that it could actually happen. So I wouldn't imagine like just having sex with Winona Ryder or Daryl Hannah. I would I would instead imagine that a casting agent would come to my college looking for someone to star in a new Hollywood film, someone fresh, with no acting experience, that I'd be picked out and sent for a screen test with Winona Ryder, you know, and the chemistry would be good and I'd get the part and they'd fly me to Hollywood. But there'd be a problem with my accommodation, and Winona would be so sweet on me that she'd say, oh, it's fine, you can stay at my place until we get this sorted out. And we'd be running through scenes, and I'd be nervous about this one where, you know, she'd be naked, and she tried to relax my nerves by giving me a preview. One thing would lead to another. You know, all this ridiculous preamble, just so that when I was wanking off to a mental image of Winona Ryder, it felt like the situation might actually happen, you know, no matter how unlikely. Which I know it sounds utterly ridiculous, but um, hey, that's how I'm wired. So, yeah, sorry, back to your question. I guess that convoluted Winona Ryder scenario, for old time's sake, that'd be one. Um, as morally dodgy as it would be, but these are fantasies after all, I think we're okay if we're staying imaginary. Um, pretending to be a masseur and getting to oil up an unsuspecting client, that would probably be in there. That that's a scenario that's in the novel, and and given where this second career in erotica started, I I guess I'd be it would be remiss not to include my old French teacher rewarding me for my efforts before heading to university. It never happened. I wished it had. Um, So that would be number three.
0: What's next for Jack Hockland?
3: Well, after telling you how important plausibility and realism are, my, ne- my next novel, which I'm about two-thirds of the way through, is is actually very much science fiction and really within the realms of, of, of fantasy. Um, the way I sum it up is, imagine the X-Men, but they're British, and instead of saving the world, they work as high-class escorts for the filthy rich. That's, uh, that's kind of how I'd pitch it. Um, so that's been an awful lot of fun, and it's given me a chance to explore some erotic scenarios that are very much outside the realms of possibility Um, but it's written in a very grounded I guess magical realism way so for all the fantastical things that happen and you know and that the characters are able to do it's still grounded Um, finding the time to complete it is proving a nightmare I was hoping to have it done last year but it'll it'll be ready when it's ready as they say so hopefully later this year
0: for those unfamiliar with you what websites are you active on
3: I sometimes test new stuff or new ideas on Literotica. Um, My handle there is Wabbit Season, with a Wabbit with a W. Um, But for the most part, the best place to find me is on Twitter. Um, My handle is at Season Wabbit. And of course, there's my author page on Amazon, where I have a few modestly priced shorts, um, along with my first full-length novel, The Fantasy List.
0: Would you like to give us a preview on something you've been working on?
3: I'd love to. Um, This is a short extract from the aforementioned novel about the super-powered escort agency, and it currently has the working title of Uncanny Ecstasy. Chapter 1. A Phased Seduction Kit focused on his breathing. This was important because as much as he wanted to focus on the barely obscured view of the naked and semi-naked women in front of him, he also knew that as he increased the rate at which he masturbated, his body would demand more oxygen, and his oxygen supply was somewhat limited by the fact that his face was currently merged inside a solid wall. He shifted his positioning slightly. He had been phasing his body through objects for nearly a year now, and had become quite adept at what he needed to do to maintain the technique over a long period of time. Hollow walls were no problem, of course, but the materials used to create the partitions in this shower block were trickier to deal with. Constantly moving his face ever so slightly within the molecularly fluid mesh seemed to help. He didn't completely understand the science. How could he? He was a living embodiment of science fiction. But his respiratory system seemed to function perfectly well, even while parts of his body were mingling with the molecules of solid structures. The denser the structure, the more he struggled for air, but the atomic fluidity that he was able to exert seemed to extend slightly beyond the surface of his skin, so even with his face submerged in solid metal, he still was able to breathe. He just needed to make sure he didn't put too many demands on his body. But his vigorous wanking was currently making such demands. Kit, at least the majority of him, was on the other side of the wall, in an area of the leisure centre that was off-limits to patrons and rarely visited by staff. Besides, he knew he'd be able to make a miraculous escape if he were ever discovered. To anyone approaching from behind, it would look as if he were leaning his forehead against the brickwork. But a closer inspection would have revealed the bizarre truth. His face, indeed most of the front of his head, was fused into the wall itself. He had one hand placed firmly on the solid structure to support his weight, the other was wrapped tightly around the erect penis that he had freed from his open fly. It didn't hurt, this ability of his. The best way he could describe it was that sensation of squeezing slime through your fingers. You know, that stuff in pots you could buy for kids. It was like that, but at a microscopic level. In the same way breathing was slightly compromised, but not impossible, so too was his vision. Again, the material was the main determining factor, but so was his proximity to the other side. Metal and plastics were very hard to see through unless his eyeballs were literally a few atomic layers away from the other side, but he found wood and even brick to be a little more forgiving, allowing him to see into an adjoining room without having to push his face all the way through. It helped that Kid only had a small button nose. He could push his face nearly all the way through a wall, and at worst only the tip of his dainty schnoz would be visible. Most people would be hard-pressed to ascertain that what they were seeing was anything other than an odd surface imperfection, or maybe a piece of discarded gum but the structure of the particular wall that he was peeping through right now was old, crumbly and honeycombed, affording him an almost unencumbered view, whilst keeping the whole of his face hidden within its confines. His vision was hampered slightly by a dull veneer and a little blurring, standard definition rather than 1080p, but otherwise his outlook was fine. In fact, it was majestic. An expansive changing room filled with women of various ages, shapes and sizes, and all in various states of undress. Anywhere he turned his attention, there was a pair of breasts falling out of a swimsuit, vest top or bra, Ass cheeks being exposed left, right and centre as panties and swimwear collected around ankles. Fleeting glimpses of pussies as towels were dropped and clean, dry undergarments were prepared. Such was the variety on display that Kit didn't have to scan the environment for very long before finding a suitable focus for his attention. Someone his age, early 20s, someone clearly not shy about her nakedness in front of strangers, and thus more likely to remain naked for longer, and someone with a slim, toned body and, as much as the cliche pained him, big tits. Kid had been doing this long enough that he had a pretty good appreciation of the different types of female body. He knew that larger breasts tended to belong to larger women, and that slim or athletic girls tended to be flatter or at least perkier. But occasionally, he'd spy that lucky individual who had the best of both worlds. And he was staring at one now. Petite, long jet-black hair, bee-stung lips, slim arms and legs, but a disproportionately generous bust that was threatening to escape her swimsuit, the straps of which were already hanging off her shoulders. Almost by providence, she was approaching the communal bench that wrapped around the edge of the room, at almost the exact point where Kit was semi-infiltrating. She had obviously just been to her locker, straight out of the pool or shower, as she was dripping wet, but clutching a towel in one hand and a bag of possessions in the other. She nonchalantly threw the small rucksack onto the slatted wood and did what Kid had been hoping she would, peeling her soaked swimwear off her upper torso and exposing her massive tits. He loved how boobs looked when women were fresh out of the shower, glistening with dampness, tight from the cold air, nipples stiff and puckered. This pair, no more than a metre or two from his hidden face, were perfect globes of heavy, sensual flesh. Double Ds? He hadn't a clue, bra sizes weren't his forte. But they were big without looking too pendulous, more so when this delightful creature started towel-drying her hair. Her boobs lifted slightly as she raised her elbows to head height, displaying them in their most flattering light. Hefty, but firm enough to resist the no-doubt considerable pull of gravity. They were like perfect lobes of sensual flesh, swaying majestically as she tended to her wet mane. Her nipples were like rivets, stiff as a result of her exposure to the cool air. They were pointing directly at Kit, and he followed them with his eyes like a hypnotist's dangling watch. He stifled a grateful sigh and tried to regulate his shallow breaths despite his elevated heart rate and the exertion of jerking off a bit faster. He felt precum oozing from the tip of his shaft as he ogled the tits that were dancing around the chest of his unsuspecting performer. He was glad. The sublime sensation of smearing his glands with warm, silky lubrication was a more labour-efficient way of getting off. The great thing about women with this body type is that the majority seem to almost revel in their nakedness in this kind of environment. Proud to show off their blessed physical form to their peers and potentially jealous onlookers, This girl was no exception, and after she finished tending to her hair, she casually pulled off the rest of her swimsuit without an ounce of self-consciousness or shyness. As she rubbed herself with the soft cotton, Kit got the full tour around her body as she spun and twirled to dry every inch of herself. Her legs were toned, her ass was round and pert, and the hair above her pussy trimmed into a dainty triangle as if it were pointing to the hidden treasure below but it was those tits that earned the lion's share of his attention. An unashamed boob guy, Kit's sexual experience was so threadbare that he still got off big time on the sight of exposed breasts. Maybe if he hadn't hastily lost his virginity in the back of a dark car, his one and only experience of actually having sex. Maybe if his only girlfriend proper hadn't been a true love waits type, who deemed the odd unenthusiastic hand job enough to sate his sexual requirements. Maybe if he had been afforded the opportunity to actually go down on a girl, who knows, maybe his appreciation would be broader. But his sexual proclivities were more like those of an adolescent boy rather than a first-year university student. He just loved looking at boobs. Tight sweaters and t-shirts showing off their contours excited him, gaps between buttons of loose-fitting tops thrilled him, and glimpses down shirts and blouses when women leaned over were occasionally enough to make him hard. And here he was, cock in hand, taking in a room full of topless women, whilst an almost perfect pair of large, firm knockers jiggled about, just inches from his sequestered face. Getting these abilities must have been fate. How he'd love to do more than just watch. How he'd love to take those breasts into his hands to feel their weight and warmth. To squeeze them. To put one in his mouth and suck on it. To cover those beauties with his cum. Wouldn't that be spectacular? her face smiling with encouragement as he fired his spunk all over her, sighs of gratitude as his warm ejaculate decorated her boobs and ran down her cleavage. Such thoughts were sweetly complementing the sensations he felt as he slid his hand up and down the length of his erection. Lubricated from the constant seeping that his ponderings were triggering, he felt the inevitable climax approach with each stroke. A bittersweet feeling, He could stand here all day and wanted this moment to last as long as possible. But the longer he straddled the partition between room and corridor, wanking himself into a stupor, the higher the chance he might be discovered.
0: Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me on, it was fun.
0: If you write erotica and you'd like to be featured in an interview on the show, please reach out to us. It's quick, easy and free. You've been listening to All the Filthy Details. Storytime. This story is from the Erotic Diary of Scarlet.
4: Chapter 6. January 16th, 2020. Cancer. Today you're a magnet for positive energy. Today is a good day to attempt the challenging, meet new friends, or repair old wounds. Today marks the fifth anniversary of Beth being arrested. Five years ago today she was thrown in jail and I ran out of the bathroom window with all her money. I can't believe it's gone so fast. Where the hell did the time go? Beth is set to be released soon. I just hope it's not going to be too severe. I know she's going to want answers. Forgetting about me isn't an option. I doubt I'm going to be able to distance myself or convince her that there's no point us resuming where we left off. I haven't called. Wrote sent money or visited her, so you would think she would get the hint. I can't sit around here thinking about Beth or the gang and what might happen with it all. Tonight I'm going to treat myself and head out for some fun. It won't be too busy at the clubs, but I'll still be able to get some action tonight. After taking a quick shower and getting dressed, I was all set and headed out to my taxi. Taxi! Tonight I needed an escape and some harmless fun, and that is exactly what I was going to do. After getting out at the village, I headed inside and went right over to the bar for a drink. I leaned against the counter after ordering my drink and took the room in. I needed someone that would be perfect. I didn't want someone that I had already been with. Too boring. I didn't want someone so drunk that could barely stand. Too messy. I didn't want anyone too butch. I wanted a lipstick lesbian tonight. A sexy little thing that I could show a new world to. That's what I needed to do. Take a page out of Beck's playbook. I needed a newbie that I could have my way with. It might be a little bit of work, but it would be worth it. I downed my drink and ordered another. Tonight was about fun. Tomorrow would be about the hangover. I used this time to scan the room again, looking for the right girl. My eyes finally landed on this shy-looking brown-haired girl. She was wearing a tight little black dress and red stiletto heels, the way she was sitting there in the booth all alone, just looking at the room. I could tell this was her first time here. She was shy and unsure, and she was perfect. Ordering a bottle of vodka and two glasses, I took them over to her table and gave her a warm smile as I sat down next to her. Hey you, you're new. What's your name? I asked her with a warm smile. Mandy, you... She asked, slightly unsure. Scarlet. Drink? I asked, already pouring us both a shot. Um, sure. She said as she looked down. This your first time in a place like this? I asked, already knowing the answer.
0: Yeah, I just thought it seemed interesting. I've never... (laughs) Done this poor
4: <laughs> Well then, allow me to show you how much fun this place can be, I said, picking up my shot and held it up. She picked up her glass and clicked her shot against mine. Then we drank them down, the first of many. It took roughly six shots before Mandy was more open and looser. I dragged her out to the dance floor and pressed her back against my front. She easily swayed her hips into me as she let the alcohol take over her. I ran my hands up her legs, letting my fingers run along the inside of her thighs, just skimming over her underwear and up to her breast. Mandy moaned and tilted her head back, allowing me the perfect opportunity to kiss her neck. We ground our bodies into each other on the dance floor for a few songs before making our way back over to the table. I pulled out some cocaine that I had and poured two lines out on the table. What is that? Mandy asked. Coke. Come on, do a line. It'll make you feel amazing, I said, doing the one line for myself right after. I could see Mandy thinking about it before she threw caution to the wind and did the whole line. I placed my hand on her upper thigh as I leaned in and started to kiss her neck. Feels good, doesn't it?
0: "'Fuck yeah. Everything feels so good. You
4: make me feel good,' Mandy said with a goofy smile. "'I can make you feel outstanding. Take your underwear off.' "'What?' (laughs) Mandy asked with a slight giggle. "'Trust me. Take it off,' I said as I removed mine to show her I was serious. "'We could have left and gone someplace else, but where, I had no idea.' and I wasn't in the mood to wait around for a taxi to figure out where to go. I wanted her right now and I was going to have her. Besides, we wouldn't be the only ones in the club fooling around. Mandy lifted her hips slightly and pulled her black thong off and placed it on the table. Some movement over to the right caught my eye. I noticed Ryan leaning against the wall across the room. His eyes were on us. I gave him a smirk as I went and slid under the table. I pulled Mandy down slightly by her knees so she was more slumped down and not right against the cushion. I then parted her legs, which she did eagerly, even putting one leg up on the seat bent so I would have even better access. She was no longer caring about the large crowd in the room. Her pussy was gleaming with her wetness. I instantly ran my tongue from the bottom up to her clit. Mandy moaned and threw her head back. She tasted so sweet, and I needed more. I used my hands and opened her pussy more so I could shove my tongue in as deep as possible inside of her. She was so responsive. I was loving it. It was like each lick was her very first time. The way she was withering at my touch, begging for more. And I gave her more. I continued to tongue fuck her while using my hand to stroke her clit. Oh, God! (laughs) She moaned. She couldn't stop crying. You like that? I asked, playing with her. Fuck yes! (laughs) She moaned. Come for me and let me taste your juices. My mouth was back on her quivering pussy. I could feel her walls tightening around my tongue. I knew she wasn't going to last much longer. After a few more seconds, she was coming hard, letting out a low scream as she pulsed her sweet juices all over my tongue. I gladly licked up everything she had to offer. Once she finished pulsing, I moved back up to the seat. Mandy put her legs back down as she fought to catch her breath. ''You like that?'' I asked with a knowing smirk. ''Fuck yes.'' I pulled her in for a kiss, letting my tongue go into her mouth, causing her to moan. I made sure she could taste her own sweetness before I pulled back. You taste so sweet, I said. Do you? she asked in a sexy haze. You tell me. i have never done that before, she said with a slight blush. Just do what I did. You'll be amazing. Mandy slid beneath the table. I moved, spreading my thighs to accommodate her. My eyes shot across the room to see Ryan was still there, still watching us. He couldn't see any of our naughty bits, but he knew what we were doing under the table. The whole room could, if they turned to see us. After all, there were no tablecloths. I gave him a sexy smirk and kept my eyes on him as Mandy took her first lick. I moaned, more to provide her with the encouragement that she needed. She continued to give experimental licks. With each one, she grew more confident. When she shoved her tongue inside of me that first time, that's when a genuine groan escaped my lips. That's it, sweetness. Fuck me with your tongue. I could still feel the heat of Ryan's eyes on me. I watched as his right hand went over to the front of his trousers and gave himself a little rub. He was hard. I knew if there weren't so many people around, he would have been jerking off to us. For some reason, that didn't turn me off. It turned me on even more. Mandy was getting better than I had expected her to. She moved her hand over my clit and started to rub it, attacking my pussy like it was her last meal. Now I understood why Beck liked the newbies so much. They had a lot of eagerness and curiosity that controlled them. Fuck. That's it. You're going to make me come, sweetness, I moaned. Mandy moaned and picked up her pace. She really wanted to taste me. Keeping my eyes on Ryan, I moved my hand over to my breast and started to rub it. I saw him close his eyes for a second before he opened them. His desire was palpable. With a deep thrust of Mandy's tongue, I moaned as I came hard. Mandy was all too happy to lick everything I had to offer before she moved back up to sit next to me. I sat back up and gave a wink to Ryan before I poured each of us another shot. Tonight was turning out to be a great night.
0: All of the Erotic Diary series titles can now be purchased in one book. The Erotic Diary series season one, the complete anthology. You'll get the erotic diaries of Isabel, Danielle, Scarlet, and the Liaisons Anthology, presented in a single timeline, plus a bonus chapter ahead of Season 2. All links can be found in the description. You've been listening to All the Filthy Details, the Literary Lovesick Podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you soon!